Section 18 of Modern Magic. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by K. Hand. Modern Magic, a Practical Treatise on the Art of Conjuring, by Professor Lewis Hoffman. Tricks with Coin, Without Apparatus, Part 1. There is an immense variety of tricks with coins, some with apparatus, some without, some demanding a thorough mastery of sleight of hand, some so simple as to be within the compass of the merest tyro. The only classification which we shall attempt will be to divide them into such as do and such as do not require special apparatus. A florin being spun upon the table, to tell blindfold whether it falls head or tail upwards. You borrow a florin and spin it, or invite some other person to spin it on the table, which must be without cloth. You allow it to spin itself out, and immediately announce, without seeing it, whether it has fallen head or tail upwards. This may be repeated any number of times with the same result, though you may be blindfolded, and placed at the further end of the apartment. The secret lies in the use of a florin of your own, on one face of which, say on the tail side, you have cut at the extreme edge a little notch, thereby causing a minute point or tooth of metal to project from that side of the coin. If a coin so prepared be spun on the table and should chance to go down with the notched side upwards, it will run down like an ordinary coin with a long, continuous whirr, the sound growing fainter and fainter until it finally ceases. But if it should run down with the notched side downwards, the friction of the point against the table will reduce this final whirr to half its ordinary length, and the coin will finally go down with a sort of flop. The difference of sound is not sufficiently marked to attract the notice of spectators, but is perfectly distinguishable by an attentive ear. Therefore, if you have notched the coin on the tail side and it runs slowly, you will cry tail, if quickly, head. If you professedly use a borrowed florin, you must adroitly change it for your own under the pretense of showing how to spin it or the like. You should not allow your audience to imagine that you are guided by the sound of the coin, as, if once they have the clue, they will easily learn to distinguish the two sounds. They are not, however, likely to discover the secret of the notch, and if anyone professes to have found out the trick, you may, by again substituting an unprepared florin, safely challenge him to perform it. Odd or Even, The Mysterious Edition this is a trick of almost childish simplicity, depending upon an elementary arithmetical principle. We have, however, known it to occasion great perplexity, even to more than ordinarily acute persons. You take a handful of coins or counters and invite another person to do the same and to ascertain privately whether the number he has taken is odd or even. You request the company to observe that you have not asked him a single question, but that you are able, notwithstanding, to divine and counteract his most secret intentions, and that you will, in proof of this, yourself take a number of coins and add them to those he has taken, when, if his number was odd, the total shall be even, if his number was even, the total shall be odd. Requesting him to drop the coins he holds into a hat, held on high by one of the company, you drop in a certain number on your own account. He is now asked whether his number was odd or even, and the coins being counted, the total number proves to be, as you stated, exactly the reverse. The experiment is tried again and again with different numbers, but the result is the same. The secret lies in the simple arithmetical fact, that if you add an odd number to an even number, the result will be odd. If you add an odd number to an odd number, the result will be even. You have only to take care, therefore, that the number you yourself add, whether large or small, shall always be odd. To change a florin into a penny, back again, and then to pass the same invisibly into the pocket of the owner. This is a trick of genuine sleight of hand, and will test your expertness in two or three different passes. 
having beforehand palmed a penny in your right hand you borrow from one of the company a florin or half-crown requesting the owner to mark it in such manner that he may be able to identify it make him stand up facing you your own right side and his left being towards the audience taking the marked florin between the fingers and thumb of the right hand the back of which from your position will be toward the spectators you ask him whether he is nervous whether he can hold fast and so on on receiving satisfactory replies you state that you are about to put him to the test and request him to hold out his right hand telling him that you are about to count to three and that at the word three you will drop the florin into his hand which he is to close tightly upon it you accordingly count one two three each time making a motion as if dropping the florin into his hand and at the word three actually do drop it when he closes his hand upon it as directed but you are not satisfied that won't do my sir you exclaim you are not half quick enough you will allow all the electric fluid to escape we'll try once more and pray be a little quicker in your movements oblige me with the coin again now then are you ready one two three giving the words with great energy as you say three you stamp your foot and apparently again drop the florin but really drop the penny instead by change three he is sure this time to close his hand very quickly and having no reason to the contrary naturally believes that it is the florin which he holds your previous feint when you did actually drop the florin being specifically designed to lead him to that conclusion you next request him to hold the closed hand high that all may see it this draws the general attention to him and away from yourself and enables you to place in your palm the florin which was left after the change in the bend of your right thumb you continue you did better that time sir now what will you bet me that i cannot take that two shilling piece out of your hand without you knowing it whether he admits or defies your power the course of the trick is the same well you say at last you seem so determined that i am almost afraid to take the whole of the two shilling piece away from you i think i must be content with one and eleven pence allow me to touch your hand with my wand you do so and on opening his hand he discovers that the two shilling piece has changed into a penny you thank him for his assistance hand him the penny and dismiss him to his seat naturally enough he objects to accept the penny in place of his florin you pretend at first not to understand him but as if suddenly enlightened you exclaimed oh the florin you want the florin my dear sir indicating the penny that is the florin at present it is only under an electric influence but you have only to wait till that goes off it won't take more than three weeks or so when it will resume its former appearance you don't believe me i see but i can easily convince you by discharging the electric fluid when the change will take place at once observe you take the penny between the thumb and second finger of the left hand after the manner indicated in figure sixty six and make change four making a gentle rubbing movement with the fingers and thumb of the right hand before you open that hand and disclose the restored florin at the same time carelessly dropping your left hand to your side and letting the penny fall into your pochette on that side bring up the left hand again showing but without apparent design that it is empty and still holding the coin in the right hand make pass one as if you transferred it to the left hand make a motion with the left hand as if handing the coin and say to the owner will you be good enough to examine the florin and see that it is the same you marked he naturally holds out his hand for the coin which he believes to be in your left hand and which you pretend to give him but it has vanished well you say is it the same florin looking probably rather foolish he replies that he has not got it not got it you say why well, i have just given it to you i passed it into your pocket look for yourself he forthwith begins to search his pockets you are trying the wrong one you say this is the pocket as if desiring merely to assist his search you plunge into any pocket which he has not yet tried your right hand in the palm of which was the coin left after the pass 
and letting the coin drop to the finger ends take it out as if it were already in the pocket as nine-tenths of the audience will believe it to have been to make a marked florin and penny wrapped in separate handkerchiefs change places at command borrow a florin or half-crown and a penny requesting the owners to mark them that they may be sure of knowing them again also borrow two pocket handkerchiefs it may be well to mention once for all that it is generally desirable to borrow from the audience when you can any indifferent article used in a trick e.g. a hat a watch or a handkerchief as you thereby seem to give a guarantee for the absence of preparation articles so borrowed are taken upon trust so to speak and by making a secret exchange you may still use a prepared substitute which will escape the close scrutiny to which any article confessedly provided by yourself would be subjected while the articles above mentioned are being collected from the audience you secretly palm in your left hand a penny of your own receiving the borrowed coins in your right hand apparently transfer them to the left but really only transfer the florin the marked penny remaining in your right hand this may be effected by making a pass with the marked penny at the same time allowing the marked florin to drop from the palm as directed in change three take the earliest opportunity of transferring the marked penny to the palm of the right hand and showing the marked florin and substitute penny which the spectators take to be the genuine one on the open left hand place them on your table begging the audience to observe that they do not for one moment leave their sight then picking up with the right hand the florin on which you may casually show the mark and throwing one of the borrowed handkerchiefs over the hand take hold through the handkerchief of apparently the florin which you have just shown but really of the marked penny and transfer the marked florin to the palm the shape of the coin which the audience takes to be the florin will be distinctly seen through the handkerchief whose folds will fall down around it give the handkerchief containing the coin to some person requesting him to hold it tightly just below the coin and well above his head that all may see it footnote this takes it out of the range of his eyes and prevents his indulging any desire for a premature examination of the contents End of footnote now take up the substitute penny and apparently wrap it in like manner in the second handkerchief really substituting as before the coin concealed in your palm the substitute penny which remains in your right hand you must drop into your pochette or profonda at the first available opportunity give the second handkerchief to another person to hold the first handkerchief now to all appearance contains the florin and the second the penny invite the two persons to stand face to face the hands holding the handkerchiefs just touching and after gravely cautioning them to hold very tight etc etc give their hands a gentle rap with your wand saying change upon examination the coins are found to have obeyed your commands managed with neatness and address this is an admirable drawing-room trick the previous marking of the coins apparently precluding any possibility of using substitutes and allowing the spectator no alternative but to admit that by some mysterious means the identical coins have changed places a similar trick may be performed without the use of a handkerchief as before you borrow a marked florin and penny exchanging the latter for one of your own and palm the genuine one taking up the marked florin from the table you hand it to someone to hold substituting for it as you do so the genuine penny by change three as indicated in the trick last described the florin is thus left in your right hand palm it and take up the substitute penny between the second finger and thumb of the left hand and pretend by pass four to transfer it to the right which you immediately close drop the penny into your pochette on the left side and announce that by your magic power you will compel the penny which you hold to change places with the florin held by the spectator when the hands are opened the supposed change is found to be accomplished to make two marked coins wrapped in separate handkerchiefs come together in one of them the coins and handkerchiefs borrowed for the purpose of the last trick will again serve in this one palm in your right hand a penny of your own and throw over the same hand one of the borrowed handkerchiefs 
this will effectually conceal the substitute penny which you may now take between the finger and thumb holding the handkerchief spread out upon the open hand you take up with the left hand the marked penny and place it on the handkerchief as if to wrap it therein but at the same time with the third finger push a fold of the handkerchief under the substitute penny in your right hand you now invert the handkerchief over your left hand for a minute allowing the marked penny to drop back into the hand and at the same time twist the fold already mentioned around the substitute the audience seeing the shape of a coin wrapped in a handkerchief and naturally believe that it is that of the marked penny which you have apparently placed inside it in reality it is that of your own penny wrapped merely in an outside fold you now hand the handkerchief to someone to hold requesting him to grasp the coin and hold it tightly the marked penny it will be remembered remains in your left hand and the marked florin on the table as you go to take up the latter you transfer the penny to your right hand and palm it then pick up the florin holding it at the tips of the fingers spread the second handkerchief in the open palm of the left hand bring the florin down smartly upon it and by the same movement let the penny fall from the palm onto the handkerchief the two coins will now be lying covered by the right hand on the handkerchief a couple of inches apart close the left hand on both coins and turn the hand over so that the edges of the handkerchief hang down with the right hand grasp the handkerchief five or six inches below the coins take one of these through the handkerchief between the finger and thumb of the left hand letting the other fall loose inside the handkerchief which you then invite someone to hold in like manner but in a horizontal position see figure seventy six this position is adopted in order that the two coins may not by accidental chink prematurely disclose the fact that both are already in the handkerchief you now announce that you are about to make both coins pass into one handkerchief advancing to the person who holds the first handkerchief you request him still maintaining his hold to remove his hand four or five inches below the coin to give you room to operate first showing that your hand is empty you gently rub the substitute penny through the handkerchief between your finger and thumb when being only wrapped within a fold it quickly falls into your hand no one ever thinks of inquiring at this point whether it is the marked one or not taking in the left hand in position for pass four you say to the person holding the second handkerchief having extracted this penny from the one handkerchief i will now pass it into the other i won't even touch the handkerchief but will simply take the coin in my hand and say pass will you be good enough at the word pass to let go of the coin you are holding but still keep hold of the handkerchief with the other hand appearing by pass four to take the penny in the right hand you open that hand with a quick motion toward the handkerchief saying pass the person holding the handkerchief looses his hold as directed when the two coins are heard to chink together as though the second coin had just arrived in the handkerchief and on examination they are of course found to be those marked we may here describe another and still neater mode the invention we believe of m robert houdin of apparently wrapping a coin securely in a handkerchief though really only covered by an outer fold holding the coin upright between the fingers and thumb of the left hand throw the handkerchief fairly over it having shown it is fairly covered remark but perhaps you may fancy i have changed the coin allow me to show you i have not with the right hand palm upwards take the coin through the handkerchief as shown in figure seventy seven between the first and second fingers of that hand for a moment let go with the left hand but without removing it from under the handkerchief turn over the right hand towards yourself and again seize the coin with the left hand but this time nip the opposite edge of the coin to that which it first held and through the double thickness of the handkerchief remove the right hand from the coin and with it raise the outer edge of the handkerchief and show the coin as in figure seventy eight then let the edges of the handkerchief fall apparently the coin is underneath and in the center of the handkerchief but in reality it is outside lying in a slight fold on the side away from the spectators the above description sounds intricate but if carefully followed with the coin and handkerchief will be found perfectly simple in practice it is worth while taking some pains to acquire this slight as it is of great value in coin tricks End of section eighteen.